Welcome to Business Rules with Peter Feinstein. Now put aside everything you think you know about business practices today and stay right here for the next hour as you're sure to find some surprises and wisdom to help you play the business game right. Now, here is your host, Peter Feinstein. Welcome back to another episode of Business Rules with Peter Feinstein. That's me. Now, usually I have a guest, but this week I decided to take the show on by myself. So, you know, sometimes I think about, you know, fear as a big motivator. Um, If you've ever been afraid of losing out on business because you just don't seem to understand the rules, that's what this show is designed for, to help you uh, get to know the rules of business, the rules of life. And um, as we sometimes demonstrate, it's really good to look at the rules, bend the rules, see where we can actually break the rules, and end up rewriting the rules. So this week, um, like every other week, I aim to please, I aim to inform, but most of all, I hope to entertain because that's kind of why we get together here every week. So I got to thinking about how I wanted to handle a, uh, you know, a, just a solo show because it's pretty unusual. Um, I, I almost always have a guest. And I thought, you know what? This is a perfect opportunity to talk a little bit about some of the rules that I've experienced in miracle mindedness. And I think that uh, you might be thinking, so what's miracle mindedness? That's a great question. I know it sounds like some fancy magic potion, but actually, it's the opposite of magic. Uh, Miracle-mindedness is all about changing our minds about who and what we are so that we can live, learn to forgive everyone for all the bizarro things that we seem to think we hear people say and do. Um, I know for me, it's something where I make up an astonishing amount of stuff in my head when I see someone do something or I hear someone uh, say something. And, uh, and you know, it, it used to be that I was full of just, you know, what I call crazy Pete. And we'll get more, more into crazy Pete in a little while. Um, but uh, the things that we seem to think, um, you know, you probably are thinking, like, what on earth am I talking about? Well, I'm talking about this week's show, creating an instant of doubt in your mind about all that we experience here in this world. I know it sounds esoteric and it sounds kind of existential and it's really kind of meant to be because there is an element of um, of doubt and ex- existentialism that we need to look at in order to be able to reevaluate the rules that we live by um, so that we can get to miracle-mindedness, and that's the important part of it. At first, I think you may shake your head. I think you're going to take the idea of forgiveness, and um, and you'll use the uh, the pretty ordinary and common everyday form of forgiveness, like, yeah, you know, I forgive you, but um, sure, you know, I can I can let it go, but. And every time we say that word, but we actually erase or negate whatever it was we said just before. So, you know, if I if I come out of a, a statement and there's been an altercation and there's a problem and I tell somebody I forgive them, but 
you know, I haven't forgiven them. I haven't let it go. I've actually held on to it and I continue to massage it and make it real. And I think maybe you might identify with that a little bit. Um, but in any case, you're going to have to decide for yourself if you're willing to make miracle mindedness work for you. At some point in the show, I'm guessing you're going to see how miracle mindedness bends, breaks, and then finally does rewrite all the rules we live by, whether it's in business or our personal lives. It really doesn't matter. Uh, the key is let's listen together. And, um, and you know what? And it's, and it's true. I mean, you might think, well, heck, I'm talking. You know, how can I be the one listening? Well, the truth is, um, in almost every single instance where I get to share what's coming from my heart, um, I get to hear uh, what comes out. And the things that I hear help me uh, equally as much and perhaps uh, perhaps as much as, um, as they might help you. So some of the things that... Um, uh, that we talk about in practicing miracle-mindedness um, every day. Uh, the first thing is, uh, you know, answering the question, what is miracle-mindedness? And here's where it begins to get kind of, um, kind of challenging. Because for me, it's something where I get to choose to stop pretending to be God. No, really, it's true. Think about it. I do stuff every single day, kind of like you do stuff every single day, and I think it's the absolute right thing to do that I am not making a mistake, that I'm not jumping into the middle of it headfirst, and I'm going to you know, bang my head on the wall and start walking away all bloodied and a mess. But the truth is, you know, when I, when I go along half-cocked and I'm not thinking about uh, the consequences and I'm not thinking about the purposes of the things that I'm doing and saying and thinking, I'm actually kind of, you know, taking taking God's place. I'm believing that I know what is best for me just by virtue of me. And, um, and it's something where I referenced a few minutes ago um, about Crazy Pete. And, um, and that's that, that insane part of me that thinks I know what's best for me. And not only that, but I know what's best for you too. And that's crazy. That, that literally is insane. So miracle mindedness is becoming willing to choose to quiet my insane, crazy Pete brain. It, it literally is misguided. My ego um, and I'm not talking about the ego from like Freud. Um, I'm talking about uh, the ego as in, yeah, I am the best and I am, I am, you know, I am bigger than life and don't you know who I think I am kind of language. That's, uh, that's what guides my brain. That's the first voice that I hear. And that is not miracle mindedness. That's crazy. Um, because it, it always ends up where I, uh, I, you know, I, I end up stepping on people. I end up hurting people. I end up doing things that, that aren't pleasant. And I end up then having to make amends for them, which in and of itself isn't a bad thing. It's actually a very human thing to do. And the miracle mindedness um, is actually something that when practiced helps me see when I've made mistakes so that I can then enter into and making amends. So 
how specifically do we pretend we're God? Like I said, um, we make stuff, you know, thinking that we're being just like God. So, I mean, you know, we, we build a house. Um, we make the plans. We, 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 you know, we plan our trips and we do this and we do that. And every time we run into a hiccup or a problem, the way we handle it will tell us whether we are being miracle-minded or whether, whether our ego is getting in the way and we're actually uh, pretending or trying to, um, well, here's a great, uh, a great set of words, an acronym for ego, edging God out. You know, and, and I'm, I'm not talking about religion. I'm, I'm talking about spiritual. So it's something where when I make stuff to fulfill a need or to fulfill a lack or to judge you or to judge myself, that's, th those are some of the ways in which um, I pretend to be God. Like, I, I, I know what's best. I am the, the author of this whole story. Um, I created myself, and I know what's best for me. And, and obviously, that's a flat-out lie. I did not create myself. What would make me think that I know what's best for me when I wasn't the one that even created me? All I am is a guy. I'm, I'm literally just a guy. So another way that I try to pretend like I'm God is I try to control things. Um, you know, I've got a computer sitting in front of me, a couple of screens, and I have a mouse pad and a keyboard and a microphone, and I'm sitting here, and I think I control the world from my desk because I've got all of this high-tech, really cool stuff. And the truth is, um, you know, I'm not able to control anything. There's actually only one thing that I am able to control, that I have the actual power to control. And that is my choice, the choices that I make. So I can either choose to pretend I'm God and trample people and walk all over people, or I can actually, you know, calm down a little bit and quiet that crazy part of my brain. Um, and, you know, and instead, uh, enjoy some peace of mind. And, um, and, you know, and, and that's the beauty of it. So, you know, also being in control also means that I tend to be um, commandeering or domineering and commanding. I, you know, I tell people what to do. It's one of the reasons I think that I've become um, a leader in many situations in which I find myself because I'm really good at seeing what's going on. At least my brain tells me this and ordering people to go do this and go do that. And lots of times people are resentful of the fact that I think I know it all because I think I do know it all. Um, and that's another way that I pretend to be God. Um, some examples of my crazy brain, and, uh, and I share with you in all intimacy, um, addiction and perfectionism, trying to physicalize a fantasy. Um, you know, these are all, all emblems and signs that, you know, I'm, I'm not quite connected to my higher power. I'm trying to do this on self-propulsion, and, and that's not good. Another hallmark of, um, of having God in my head, um, actually having God outside of my head and, and pretending I'm God, is that 
saying to myself, I'm right and you're wrong. You're either for me or against me. You're either my ally or my enemy. Um, you know, my, my crazy brain is exceptionally black and white and, uh, and doesn't afford very much gray area. Um, you know, as we talk about this, and, and I realize that I'm not in control, I take a look at my screen and I know that my engineer actually has control over all of this because he's given me a signal that we're coming up to a break. So our first segment here is coming to a close pretty quickly. And, uh, and I want to just make sure that I leave uh, this particular segment with the idea that as we go from crazy brain to miracle-mindedness, uh, that you relax into the joy of the story and, uh, and, and let yourself take that journey from crazy brain to miracle-mindedness. Uh, grab a cup of coffee and, uh, or maybe stand up if you're not in your car and, uh, and stretch your legs a little bit. And we'll be back in just two minutes. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com What if you could save 55% or more on your TV advertising? We're Higher Power Marketing, and we can probably save you at least 55% on your TV ad buys. Don't believe me? That's okay. Just go to hpowermarketing.com and see and hear real success stories from real clients. Then ask us to show you how we can save you money, too. Go to hpowermarketing.com. That's hpowermarketing.com. Exceptional media for less. That's hpowermarketing.com. If you think half of your company's advertising is working, but you're not sure which half, we can help. We're Higher Power Marketing, and we help our clients identify which advertising works and which is wasting their money. And then we fix what's broken so they can get more bang from their advertising buck. If you're not sure which half of your advertising is working, call Higher Power Marketing for help at 800-300-9124. That's 800-300-9124. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel, voiceamericaempowerment.com.
You're tuned in to Business Rules with Peter Feinstein. Reach out to us with questions and comments at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or connect with Peter via email. The address is businessrules at hpowermarketing.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Business Rules with Peter Feinstein. You have to pardon my throat today. I haven't been speaking very much, so my vocal cords are not in great, not in the best of shape. I'll say they're in great shape, but not in the best of shape. So we were talking about crazy brain, and we were talking about miracle-mindedness, and I had given you a couple of examples of um, how I am in my crazy brain, where I judge you as being either right or wrong. You're either for me or against me. Um, either my ally or my enemy. And I grew up with that in my household. That was something where uh, my dad, more than my mom, but everybody in my household had a certain element of, I'm right, you're wrong. If you're not for me, you're against me. Um, And pretty much everybody except family and maybe even some of them um, weren't quite for us. You know, some of them were the enemy, but everybody else almost, almost assuredly was. And so, you know, I got to play God in my mind an awful lot. Some of the other things that are hallmarks of crazy brain before we move into miracle mindedness is, um, you know, judging things and judging people, places and, and things. Um, when do we use this crazy brain part of ourselves? Well, when things go bad, we, we get, uh, we get very defensive when things go great we want to celebrate to excess instead of just kind of enjoying things. Monday mornings, when we wake up and we don't want to get out of bed, we just want to hide under the covers when that happens. When we want to celebrate, like I said, we go overboard instead of just, you know, enjoying some moderation and and enjoying uh, the fun of, of of a simple celebration. When we're bored, when we're scared, when we're feeling attacked, when we're feeling confused. Often, all of these times, we feel like we have to either attack back or we're defensive. And these are all, all hallmark signatures of being in our crazy brain. That's where we have edged God out. We have all of the answers. And in addition to having all the answers, we've actually built ourselves scenarios and storylines and we run those storylines incessantly without stop and without a break. And they often lead to other storylines that get us in deeper and we become even more worked up or more celebrated, um, you know, depending upon on how we've gone into that element and that episode of Crazy Brain. So, Um, How do we go or how can we go from crazy brain to miracle mindedness? Um, And it's it's something where at at once it's simple, but it isn't always easy. Um, You know, I can tell you that uh, for me, it's something where um, I take the word miracle and uh, and, you know, I use that word in the context of uh, a course that I have been studying for, well, I guess it's probably close to 15 years. It's literally called A Course in Miracles. And 
maybe you're familiar with it. Maybe you haven't heard of it. And if you haven't heard of it, perhaps you're thinking miracles. So now Peter's going to talk to us about walking on water or maybe separating uh, the Red Sea, like Moses is, is, is said to have in, uh, in the Bible. Um, but certainly, you know, being able to do something like pulling a rabbit out of my butt or have a pig fly out or, well, you know, <laughs> something equally as entertaining and bizarre, but yet miraculous. Well, actually, not really. So what I do in A Course in Miracles um, is I read a segment of the book um, the chapters are there are 31 chapters and each chapter is broken out into sub chapters and i read a portion of that every single day and uh, and it teaches me something different every single day except the message is extremely narrow in focus it's just repeated Oh, I don't know, maybe 10,000 different ways because I've got at least 10,000 different ways where I can reap confusion and insanity. So it tries to address them all from a different point of view. So there's the text. And in addition to the text, there are daily lessons. And so the text is, oops, sorry about that. The text is, um, is the big picture. It is, um, it is abstract, it's generalized, and, uh, and like I said, it, it tries to cover everything. The daily lessons, however, get into the specifics. And so it's something where I actually get the opportunity to, uh, to take my thoughts and take my words and take my actions and examine them on a day-to-day basis. So I use A Course in Miracles and that helps. And so then it comes to the question of like, well, okay, so if I've got all of that going on and I'm using A Course in Miracles, how is it that I arrive at miracle-mindedness? Well, the very first thing that comes to mind, and it's interesting that I would that the word mind comes to mind, is I have to have a willingness to stop and pause, even if it's just for a moment, just like that, uh, barely a second of dead air. And in that momentary pause, even again, just for an instant, I realize that I don't have all the answers. And even more so, if I'm willing to stop for even just an instant, that means the storyline that I have been weaving, the story that I have been telling, all of the things that I have been have been going on about and pounding through my through my sick little head, my ego-driven brain, get to stop at the same time. And when they stop, I'm given uh, I'm given what I would refer to, and a course in miracles refers to as a holy instant. It's something where uh, it takes all of that insanity that has been cruising through my brain at the speed of thought and it stops it and it undoes it and it gives me a moment peace a moment of peace that i would not have otherwise had sometimes that instant of peace lasts far longer than the instant i recognize it and uh, and i get to experience miracle mindedness on a pretty significant and consistent basis um, but not all the time. 
and uh, and you know that's I think the beauty of of our human beingness is that uh, you know we don't need to be perfect and uh, and you know we can practice miracle mindedness anytime we like and for as long or as short as we have the willingness to and willingness is I think an underrated um, if even rated uh, characteristic at all it's something where many of us don't even realize. Uh, that we're willing to do certain things until we actually begin engaging in them. And then it's only in retrospect that we look back and we can say, oh, I must have been willing to do that because I did it. So some of the other elements that uh, that comprise miracle-mindedness is, um, like I said, when I acknowledge that um, that I'm able to give up you know, my way and allow another way to guide me. Um, that's another indication that I have entered into miracle mindedness. And so, um, you know, I'll share with you one of my prayers um, asks my higher power to help me see that I have no difficulties, that I have only situations or circumstances. And while I'm in this prayer, I recognize and I tell my higher power that I recognize that, um, you know, I make up all of the meaning that each of these circumstances has for me. And so, you know, something happens and I make a snap decision and that's what it means to me. And unless I'm willing to stop for a moment and entertain the idea that there may be another way to look at this and uh, there, and there may be another meaning that I can, that I can arrive at that I'm stuck. But the moment that I stop and allow another meaning to be given, and I can't explain it other than to tell you that, you know, there's, there's something that rushes in and, and shows me a different meaning. And, um, you know, it's funny, there's the old saying, you know, it's either my way or the highway. Well, my way happens to land me up in my own personal hell. Um, cause when I make up all of the meanings that I have for things and I run with them, not you know, good stuff doesn't happen. It's, it's stuff where I, you know, I bang my head against the wall and I do come away bloodied and a mess. But when I take the highway, which is my higher powers way, I've entered into miracle mindedness. I find another way of looking at whatever it is that's going on. It could be an earthquake. It could be the death of, of a friend. It could be, um, it could be a marriage ceremony, a wedding ceremony. It could be a funeral. It could be anything. And as long as I allow my higher power to uh, put his meaning to it for me, you know, I'm, I've entered into miracle mindedness and I, I get some joy and I get some kindness and I get some ease. And, and those are all the things that I seek for during the course of a day. Um, you know, my day, my goal is to enjoy a peaceful and contented day. And unless I move into miracle mindedness, I don't typically get that. I get a day of, um, of everything ranging from, you know, depression to disaster. And, uh, and it's, it's never any fun. Um, so I think it's something where, you know, giving the opportunity to slow down 
and and realize that I don't have to make up the meaning for everything there is for me. Uh, that meaning is there waiting for me to receive from my higher power. As I look at our clock, I see that we're heading to our uh, our next break, which just boggles my mind at how quickly time flies. Um, it must mean that I'm having fun, and it must mean that my higher power here is, um, is really in charge and helping me with miracle-mindedness because I'm having such a good time. When we come back, uh, we'll talk more about miracle-mindedness, and, um, and I'll share with you uh, when I find myself to be most likely miracle-minded. And, uh, and I think you'll find that interesting, and I want you to compare it with the way you think as well. We'll be back in two short minutes. Stay tuned. up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. What if you could save 55% or more on your TV advertising? We're Higher Power Marketing, and we can probably save you at least 55% on your TV ad buys. Don't believe me? That's okay. Just go to hpowermarketing.com and see and hear real success stories from real clients. Then ask us to show you how we can save you money, too. Go to hpowermarketing.com. That's hpowermarketing.com. Exceptional media for less. That's hpowermarketing.com. If you think half of your company's advertising is working, but you're not sure which half, we can help. We're Higher Power Marketing, and we help our clients identify which advertising works and which is wasting their money. And then we fix what's broken so they can get more bang from their advertising buck. If you're not sure which half of your advertising is working, call Higher Power Marketing for help at 800-300-9124. That's 800-300-9124. Become a member of voiceamerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit voiceamerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You're tuned in to Business Rules with Peter Feinstein. Reach out to us with questions and comments at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or connect with Peter via email. The address is businessrules at hpowermarketing.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Business Rules with Peter Feinstein. Today's topic is miracle-mindedness. Yeah, it's easy for me to say, right? (laughs) Yeah, my miracle mind lets me laugh at myself when I make mistakes and I stumble over my words because I realize that my 
brain is moving faster than my mouth. And that's part of being human. And that's miracle mindedness because I get to laugh without being, um, you know, without being derisive or self-loathing. I just kind of go with it and that's okay. And, you know, maybe, maybe some people say that's good natured. I call it miracle mindedness because, you know, usually I beat myself up when I make mistakes because I think I should be perfect and that I should be, you know, absolutely flawless. And I live on a razor's edge. And if I'm not perfect, well, then I'm absolutely worthless. It's, you know, it's one way or the other. And you know what? That's a great example of miracle mindedness in itself. So before the break, I told you that when we came back, we would uh, talk a little bit about when I find I'm most likely to be miracle minded. And, uh, and, and maybe you think to yourself, well, gosh, I mean, I, I wonder what, what he means by that. Well, what I mean by that is when during the course of a day or at night or, you know, in company of friends or by myself, do I remember to remember? And I can tell you that, um, you know, it, it happens, um, it happens spontaneously in the span of a breath. So anytime that I've come to remember that I'm not in charge, that I'm just a guy, that's when I move into miracle mindedness. So here's, um, here's a great example. Um, I enter in, into a conversation with a gentleman who uh, wants to do a significant amount of business. And, uh, you know, the ego in me, you know, and, and in business, it translates uh, very cleanly and clearly and quite, uh, you know, quite easily to see into greed. And, and I think to myself, you know, in this greed voice that, uh, oh, yeah, I mean, this is going to be great. It's going to be so profitable. It's going to be outstanding for, for my company. And I don't even give a thought to the benefit of my client. And, uh, you know, and something in that instant uh, registers. And, you know, and I think I, I guess I would call it my conscience, which is that part of me that I hear as God. Um, not, not berating me, not beating me up, but simply asking me if maybe there's another way to look at this. And, you know, it's funny, there are times when I'm actually in conversation with clients and I've gone off the greed deep end and I chuckle and I do it out loud. And, you know, and oftentimes my client will be like, well, what's so funny? You know, they, oh, nothing, just, you know, just an inside joke. The inside joke is I will have heard that question in my mind, do you think there's another way to do this that might be better for everybody? Because the answer is always, well, yeah, of course. And so that's one of the ways that, uh, that I move into miracle mindedness. Um, it's humility. And, uh, and there's a difference between humility and say, for instance, humiliation, where humiliation is that self-loathing and that shame and that paralysis where we dig ourselves into um, a, an ever deepening cycle of negativity and shame and disaster instead of um, humility, which is merely a recognition that I don't have all the answers and that there are opportunities for me to hear the, the, the other possibilities. And it's not often that it's one other possibility, but oftentimes many other possibilities. And, and that's what's exciting because 
Humility is, um, is a recognition, like I said, that I don't know it all. And at the same time, being open-minded to being taught. It's to suspend what I think I know so that I can learn something new. And, uh, and that's a very, uh, a very powerful place to live because it's something where when I think I know it all, I don't give anybody room to show me anything. And I can tell you that every time I open myself up to hearing another way to do something, I always receive it. And I can tell you, it's not something where I am, I do not feel obligated or bound to do something another way just because I've heard it or just because it's been presented to me. I don't want you to think that, um, you know, I'm an, I'm an uh, automaton or on autopilot for always second guessing myself because that's not, that's not true. Cause sometimes, you know, I'm being miracle minded and I hear the opportunity to look at it at a different point of view. And I get to see that what I had originally selected was definitely the better path. And in fact, already the higher path. Um, and I can tell you that, uh, you know, there are, there are meetings where I go to and I, I belong to a number of different, uh, a number of different meetings and, uh, and, you know, typically, uh, each one of them for whatever reason turns into, uh, spiritual conversations where we each get to share different experiences of ourself, um, as it relates to the conversation that we're having and, um, and what I do is, when I go into those meetings, um, I typically go into those meetings without an agenda um, other than to listen for God in others. So in other words, I don't go in thinking that I've got to say something. I go in thinking that I need to be listening so that I can hear something. Um, and, and it's funny because when I listen for God in other people, I hear my higher power talking to me through them, and then he's the one that formulates whatever it is that comes out of my mouth when I choose to speak, if I choose to speak during that meeting. Um, he connects the dots for me. He's the one that puts the thoughts together so that uh, when I open my mouth, and it's 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 actually been one of the funniest things where, you know, people will come up to, up to me after a meeting, or if I've been on a retreat, and if I happen to be if I happen to be leading this retreat, um, people will come up to me and they will, uh, you know, they will thank me. They'll shake my hand and they'll be, you know, so happy that I shared with them, uh, you know, this passage or that passage. And I'm not talking about reading something. I'm just talking about things that I have said that have just, you know, literally kind of fallen excuse me, fallen out of my mouth. And I have to, I literally, I have to stop for a moment and think, because the truth is, I oftentimes don't remember what it is I've said. And, um, and those are always the most powerful indications to me uh, that I have moved from um, ego-centered thinking to miracle-mindedness where I have allowed my higher power to literally speak through me instead of my having to do all of the work and do all of the heavy lifting. And I can tell you that, um, that much of today's show has been, um, has been 
my letting things go and let God, let my higher power have his way in this, uh, in this entertaining and conversational hour. And that's, you know, that's the beauty of miracle mindedness. It's something where it takes me out of my own, where I would never have, um, five minutes of anything to be able to say to you. And here we are working on 40 plus minutes, 45 minutes. I'm not even sure because I've lost track of time as I, as I lose track of my words as well, because my higher power has taken over and he's given me the miracle of, of miracle mindedness. Um, it's, it's, it's his show and not mine. And that's, you know, that's, that's the beauty of, of opening myself up and stopping my brain from, uh, from coming in and trying to run everything. Um, you know, I, I, I think about, uh, I think about some of the different things that, uh, that are also, uh, part and parcel of miracle mindedness. And, um, and it's really kind of neat because um, we get to look at different situations from completely different points of view. Um, I wanted to share with you uh, something that, uh, uh, that jumped out at me as, uh, as a very big deal um, in, in you know, my, my looking around for spiritual grounding and for spiritual development and for becoming in, in greater touch with and more regular contact with my higher power. Um, and it doesn't seem to matter what religion that I go to, if I choose any religion at all, because sometimes my prayers are completely, and I mean completely non-denominational. There's, you know, there's no organized religion sentiment around it. Um, it's, it's just the beauty of connecting with my higher power. We're getting close to a break, but before we break, um, I wanted to share with you the places that you can find me um, because I haven't done that yet. And I wanted to make sure uh, that if you have the interest, you can do that. The, um, the first place is um, on LinkedIn and you just type in my name, Peter Feinstein. Um, there are two of us, I believe, on LinkedIn. I'm the other guy. <laughs> and when you look and see at the two guys, you'll know which one I'm talking about. Um, and I'm also on Twitter at H Power Marketing. I use the company, uh, the company uh, uh, branding for that. You can also find me on Facebook at Higher Power Marketing. And again, that's where most of my writing takes place on Facebook. And then you can look for me and find me on, um, let's see, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn. Oh, yeah, my, uh, my company blog. And that's at hpowermarketing.com slash blog. And, um, and pretty much each week I update it with a new and different post and it's my, uh, my ramblings and rumblings, depending upon if I'm miracle minded or if I'm ego driven, I'll, uh, I'll admit that. Um, so that's where to find me as we cruise into this break. And when we come back from the break, I've got something to share with you that I think you're going to enjoy. It's, um, it's from a Buddhist nun, um, and that is not an oxymoron, I promise you. We'll be back in two minutes, so you stay, you stay put, you stay tuned, and you be here with me. Build your better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. 
What if you could save 55% or more on your TV advertising? We're Higher Power Marketing, and we can probably save you at least 55% on your TV ad buys. Don't believe me? That's okay. Just go to hpowermarketing.com and see and hear real success stories from real clients. Then ask us to show you how we can save you money, too. Go to hpowermarketing.com. That's hpowermarketing.com. Exceptional media for less. That's hpowermarketing.com. If you think half of your company's advertising is working, but you're not sure which half, we can help. We're Higher Power Marketing, and we help our clients identify which advertising works and which is wasting their money. And then we fix what's broken so they can get more bang from their advertising buck. If you're not sure which half of your advertising is working, call Higher Power Marketing for help at 800-300-9124. That's 800-300-9124. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus, topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Build a better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. You're tuned in to Business Rules with Peter Feinstein. Reach out to us with questions and comments at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or connect with Peter via email. The address is businessrules at hpowermarketing.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Business Rules with Peter Feinstein. We've been talking about miracle-mindedness. We've been talking about the ego, and we've been talking about edging God out, and we've been talking about calming things down and enjoying a holy instant and um, and letting that instant stretch for as long as we want or can. Sometimes it's literally the span of the blink of an eye, and other times it's it's moments and minutes um, you know, I'm not going to lie to you and tell you that, you know, that I possess and, and run with miracle mindedness every single step of the day and every single minute, because uh, that's just not true. I put my foot in it. I put my foot in my mouth. I take it out. It doesn't taste very good. Um, but I'm given uh, the wherewithal to see what it is I'm doing and not be bound by it so that I can make amends and get my peace of mind restored. And uh, and that's you know that's the biggest uh, the biggest thing that I want to impress upon you with miracle mindedness is that it's a recipe for peace of mind and um, and that's one of the joys of life that I think most of us do not get to have and we may take with us certain perceptions about what's involved with peace of mind and we may think that we have to get all holy and we have to have you know hours of of meditation in order to enter some kind of a of a holy and pristine and enlightened state um, but I can tell you that that's just not the case. And that comes from experience because 
Um, I don't practice hours of meditation a day. There are some days where I only practice a few moments, and yet I still get to enjoy peace of mind. And so, you know, in my quest to understand more about miracle-mindedness and peace of mind, um, I did some I, I did some looking, some searching, and in my searching, I found this this really terrific American Buddhist nun. Her name is Pima Chodron, and um, I I came across one of her books at um, Powell's Books up in Portland, Oregon, of all places. And I do a lot of book shopping. This was. Gosh, this was probably 15 years ago, maybe, maybe, yeah, 15, maybe, maybe a little bit longer than 15 years ago. Um, but there's this wonderful book called Comfortable with Uncertainty, which, if you think about the title, tells you all you need to know. Um, and in there, one of her lessons dealt directly with uh, that thought of miracle-mindedness, not necessarily calling it miracle-mindedness, although I'm going to, as I um, read and paraphrase one of her one of her writings on it here in just a moment, um, but it's something where she makes it very clear and plain, and and this is what made it so attractive and so beautiful to me. That is that um, our peaceful state is actually our natural state and that we don't have to work so hard to get to that. So let me, uh, let me share with you this. Um, it's, uh, it's not very long. So, um, I, I appreciate your indulgence and your patience. Um, and so she wrote, the Buddha said that we are never separated from enlightenment. Even at the times we feel most stuck, we are never alienated from the awakened state. This is a revolutionary assertion. Even ordinary people like us with hang-ups and confusion have this mind of enlightenment, miracle-mindedness. An analogy for this is the rawness of a broken heart. This is our link with all those who have ever loved. This genuine heart of sadness can teach us great compassion. It can humble us when we're arrogant and soften us when we are unkind. It awakens us when we prefer to sleep and pierces through our indifference. This continual ache of the heart broken open is a blessing that when accepted fully can be shared with all. The openness and warmth of miracle-mindedness is in fact our true nature and condition. That's, that's so powerful. Our true nature and condition, not something alien, not something that we have to work hard for and find um, and, and, you know, chop through a jungle, but it's actually our birthright. Even when our neurosis feels far more basic than our wisdom, even when we're feeling most confused and hopeless, Miracle-mindedness, like the open sky, is always here, and it's undiminished by the clouds that temporarily cover it. When the clouds blow away, that blue sky that's always been there will still be there for us. And that, again, is another amazing revelation. Miracle-mindedness is available in moments of caring for things when we clean our glasses or brush our hair. It's available in moments of appreciation 
when we notice the blue sky or pause and listen to the rain. It's available in moments of gratitude when we recall a kindness or recognize another person's courage. Miracle-mindedness is available in music and dance, in art and in poetry. Whenever we let go of holding on to ourselves and our silly storylines and look at the world around us with an open mind, whenever we connect with sorrow, whenever we connect with joy, whenever we drop our resentment and complaint, in those moments, miracle-mindedness is here. Is that cool or, or what? I mean, that, that's just mind-boggling. I'm hoping that you'll go back and, and, and maybe rewind this part of the show when it goes into, uh, when it goes into uh, On Demand or within iTunes and, uh, and, you, and you read or listen to what, to my, what I read over again and, and get a sense of the depth of the ease with which we can turn to miracle-mindedness because it's all around us in every way, shape, or form. It's really just a matter of our simplicity and our willingness to look at it. It's like getting to enjoy uh, the passion for fun and everything in life and allowing yourself permission to make the ordinary full of your true self, your joy. Think about that. Permission to enjoy the passion of the ordinary rather than getting caught up in, um, you know, in, in trying to make something happen when you can't possibly try hard enough because it's right there in front of you. Miracle mindedness is, uh, is a gift, uh, that, uh, that inspires and rejuvenates and, um, and it, it's something so beautiful and, and so complementary to our way of living uh, that its, uh, its joy um, is, um, is brought forward every time we have a, moment's, a moment willingness. And I hope that this past hour has been um, an hour in which you've seen how Crazy Pete can, uh, can get in the way of things and, uh, and, and maybe you've identified with some of that and also see where miracle mindedness can, uh, can be, uh, a moment's peace to a day's peace to a lifetime of peace. I really appreciate you being here with me today. Uh, this has probably been one of the fastest hours I've enjoyed in spending time with you. I hope you feel the same way. We've had a great time together and I'll be back next week. Thanks so much for this episode of business rules with Peter Feinstein for your listening to me. Have a wonderful day. Bye. Thank you for tuning into Business Rules. Be sure to join Peter Feinstein for another enlightening program next Wednesday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a winning week.